Hi, everyone. Welcome to Freshwater Perspectives. Today, we'll be talking all about sinkholes, and we'll focus on the Lake Pinier giant sinkhole disaster of 1980. Thanks for listening. Okay, we're back, Matt. How are we doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Just came back from a cruise. All expenses paid, courtesy of my fiance's work. So shout out to them. So you that on was a cruise? fantastic. Yeah, I was on a cruise for for Dude, all of July that. weekend. I didn't tell you. <laughs> where where was this cruise? So we left from Cape Canaveral, went down to Royal Caribbean's private island. And then to the Bahamas, and then we came back. <laughs> what? All expenses paid, obviously, except the alcohol. So we had to buy our own alcohol, but it was still. <laughs> so you still spent seven thousand dollars. <laughs> hey, they're only fifteen dollars a drink, you know. It's Jesus. <laughs> wow, I've yeah. Uh, how was the cruise? So oh, good? it was great. I yeah. so the kind of what am I trying to say? The clinic manager that organized it again super grateful for everything there was no there's no reason i should have gone we were like but i really appreciate them inviting us um so they go on cruises several times a year and the whole time they're talking like oh like be careful it's addicting you're gonna get addicted to it it's a lot of fun and i think if it was more than three days i couldn't have done it just because after so we got up we so we went to orlando thursday and then Friday morning, drove to Cape Canaveral, which is about an hour, got on the boat, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we left Monday morning. And if I had to be on the boat all day Monday, I think it would have gone crazy. It was still a lot of fun. All the stuff they cram onto those boats is insane. We saw there was ice skating. There was laser tag. No. I saw uh, uh, a live play of Grease. I saw a singer named Daryl J. Williams who did a bunch of like blues and jazz stuff. Really cool. A comedian, obviously all the pools and stuff like that. Really good, really surprisingly good food for a cruise. I was really impressed. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, it, it's for people who like to just relax, spend a whole week just relaxing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, so when we got to, Royal Caribbean's private island. We did a kind of kayak tour around the island, so that was mm -hmm. cool. We got to see there was like a, a plane wreck and stuff. We got to hang around, cool. and when we went to the Bahamas, we did some some reef snorkeling. So that was a lot of fun too. But yeah, we just yeah. couldn't. We spent so Friday. You can't do anything once you get on the boat because nothing's open. So we just hung out by the pool and dr drank all day. And I think <laughs> once we did that, we were we were so tired of being in the sun and all the alcohol. We're sweating out. We were like, all right, we gotta we gotta tone it down a little bit. Did um, how was like the motion? That's probably like the biggest negator for me to go on a cruise. It wasn't bad. The only time I really felt it is when we were actually like going from Cape Canaveral to their private island, and it was only in the front of the boat. Yeah. Does that make sense? And it was really more like, <laughs> Rachel and I, we were going around some of the shops, and I was just kind of wobbling, and I was just like, 
oh, those drinks are starting to hit me. She goes, no, it's me too. I think the boat's moving. I said, okay, good. But wow. it wasn't like a side to side. It was much more of like an up and down because you're kind of riding the waves. So yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, depending on where you're like, I didn't feel it when I was in my room, we were kind of more in the middle of the ship. So I didn't really feel it except when I was, we were kind of down in the kind of promenade where like they have like a little mini mall in there. And that's the only the spot promenade. I really felt it. Yeah, but it was it was insane. It was intense. Oh, then the first night. So our room was like right up against this promenade area. Mm-hmm. And there's a karaoke bar right below us. So I promise you, they were doing that until about two in the morning. So I did not sleep. Jeez. It was yeah. it was really good. The woman who I think they just let her do it. She was really good. So props to her. But I'm yeah. trying to go to bed and I'm just like rock me mama like a rain. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny but I, yeah interesting i yeah. i'd like to maybe do like a they have like the river cruises through um like europe mm-hmm. i heard fun. don't know if this is true i heard those are more expensive than the ocean cruises don't know if that's true or not they seem right. more fun in my opinion but yeah, I don't think I'd ever pay to go on a cruise. Yeah. But all expenses paid, more or less. I uh, couldn't turn that down. I just want to go back to Europe. Ooh. Oh, you got the you got the travel bug, huh? Yeah, it was um, just like there's so much packed into such a small spot. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like oh, state yeah. to state, mm-hmm. like you can you can see differences in the U.S. from one state to the next, but like mm-hmm. not like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's true. It's crazy. You, you drive half an hour and it's a whole different language, whole different culture, whole different everything. Yeah, yeah that's true. I never thought about <laughs> sometimes, that. Sometimes when we drive to Iowa, though, I'm like, this is, y- y'all are different. Just kidding. What have you guys been up to? <sighs> one, one final thought on the, the travel thing. Oh, I was yeah. like, uh, not travel, but I was, I was like, I, I never thought like I'd want to do this, but like talking to my wife, I was like, wouldn't it be interesting in a couple years or when the noodle is out of like school? <laughs> um, so more than a couple years, but like, yeah, to get like an international job and bounce from place to place yeah, for a little bit, I mean, wouldn't that be so interesting to do? I mean, that's what, you know, that's what Rachel's dad did. And there's definitely pros and cons. Oh yeah, I so. think with with a a small, ch- you know, human that would be mm-hmm. difficult. But like, yeah, what do they call I mean, it like slow travel, right? Where yeah. it's if you post it up for a month or something, mm-hmm. because there's international like natural resource groups, and I was like, that for would sure. be wild. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Rachel's parents bounced around Sweden, China, Poland, and back to China with three kids. Don't know yeah. how they did it, but That's, yeah, they, that would be hard. They did it. And um, I mean, all their everyone turned out great. So <laughs> Yeah, dude. Um, but anyways, okay, how am I doing? I'm doing good. Uh mm-hmm. this week has been good. We we are in a good problem at my work where and this is happening all over. So Matt, like when you're getting out of school here, like really focus on some of the stuff that's coming down because there is so much money for natural oh. resources coming through. The Inflation Reduction Act has a litany hmm. of money and so we're trying to figure out because our projects are both 
you know, say a landowner comes in, we can help them out. Both the federal side can help them out as well as the state side. Hmm. But like we, we are going to get apparently just a landslide of money. Like, huh. like it's going to like, I don't, don't want to put numbers on it, but it's, it's really going to by leaps and bounds our <laughs> capacity hmm. to help people. But on the wow. flip side too, it's going to be like, how do we spend the money? Yeah. Do I need to staff up? So that's what I've mm-hmm. been dealing with. And gotcha. it's a good problem to have. Exactly. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like, yeah, definitely a good it, problem to have. Yeah. But, um, so it's been like a week of big think. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. I found out. Like, yeah. That's, a, that's exciting. Like, yeah. So how, yeah. do you know how broad that money is? If that makes sense? Like you can use it for research. Do you have to use it for a certain way? Yeah. That's a great question. So, a lot of it's going to be for like on the ground practices. Gotcha. So how do we get a landowner, not get a landowner? How does the, how do we show the landowner? Like if you make these changes, it could be both beneficial. There's an incentive and like we could help them out. So that's gonna be gotcha. a lot, but I mean, we have some money that's coming down related to a couple of our plans that you can't use it for anything, but these plans are huge. So mm-hmm. you'd have to relate money to the plan. So I'd like to do the word. Yeah, I'm going to try for a research thing, a um, couple of things, and then yeah. So it okay. is big. Yeah. Yeah. yeah awesome. No, that's great. Yeah. I guess congrats. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's I awesome. Was like, I was like, holy moly! <laughs> so I, I think. Yeah, almost. I needed someone to drum up business. Isn't that weird to think about? <laughs> technical outreach. I think if you are looking yeah. for something technical outreach, is the hmm. the way to do it. Like not just chit chatting, but like mm-hmm. this is how you do it. You know? Yeah. Um, it's gonna be huge. So I like that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well. But yeah. Look at look at the NRCS and the USDA, buddy. When you're getting ready to get out of school, because it is on my list. I yeah. So yeah man looking forward to it but let's uh let's get into these sinkholes man what do you got for us today okay matt so uh off air everyone just to bring back the veil i asked matt if he's ever heard of the lake pinier giant sinkhole disasters of 1980 and he has so this is sad (laughs) i thought this would be one that he never heard of but he did so um I'm going to refrain from doing a pretest like we usually do and <laughs> go right into it. So this, this one's for the, the listener always is, um, <laughs> but we're, we're going to take a step back and we're talking about what, what are sinkholes? So everybody's on the same page, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll be talking about that today and broadly sinkholes, they're, they're a development of a depression in the ground caused by a collapse of the earth below the hole. Okay, uh, it can happen in many different ways, and one of them, where I'm at, is it's a karst process where there's a chemical dissolution, dissolving of carbonate rocks um, over time that leads to this depression in the ground. So, you might see a sinkhole that has, you know, there's a hole, literal hole, and it can be hundreds of feet down, mm-hmm. and that that's been happening over time under the ground, and then there's a single instance where the below the subsurface meets the top surface and then boom hole so mm-hmm. it looks like a a rapid process usually isn't it's been over eons and then all of a sudden it reaches the surface boom 
Um, Matt, in my county, Fillmore County, Minnesota, how many sinkholes do you think there are? Ballpark me. I'm sure it's a big number. I'm going to yeah. say 150. Now there's 10,000 sinkholes Holy in my cr- county. <laughs> yeah. That's so many sinkholes. We have oh a God. huge sinkhole. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say problem. It's oh it's our claim to fame. Goodness. It is. It's a lot. Did you walk? And there's a couple places like <laughs> homesteads where it's like, there's a sinkhole on one side, sinkhole on the other, like a, you know, <laughs> look, you're still laughing 10 yards on each side. And then there's a house. So and I'm many. like, this is, dude, there's so many. How, are, um, how many times do people just fall in these things? Nobody's fallen in them. No there's, fall. How? Yeah. You just, have, you just have too many drinks at the bar and you just stumble home and just fall into a sinkhole and just no one hears me. Yeah, I think one one city's becoming like the sinkhole capital of the Minnesota. That's gonna be like their claim to fame. That's ridiculous. Um, it's like good for go for it. But so our when I talk about we, it's a very weird landscape I live in, and the connection to groundwater sources to surface water, it's it's I mean sometimes you know if you think of like groundwater recharge, it's happening. It takes you know what's happening infiltrating the surface is coming down it might take a couple decades like this could mm-hmm. be a couple days because of all these sinkholes you know what i'm saying oh. it's a it's a direct conduit hmm. yeah into our groundwater so it's very interesting so yeah my landscape i live in it's karst landscape we are up top of calcium carbonate just to, we're basically on top of katums right now you know what i'm saying just <laughs> <laughs> dissolving uh this is leads to mile and miles of cave systems in my area too so there's private oh, caves there's yeah. also a 30 mile cave system called mystery cave 30 miles that's yeah. that kind of scares me you could do a two-hour cave journey Mm-mm. you could do a four-hour like um Mm-mm. what are they called splunking like where you have to yeah. like literally cry all their, oh dude i saw photos i'm like Mm-mm. no way am i doing that Mm-mm. Mm-mm. yeah I mean, it would be wild, but I I just don't know if I can do that. Yeah, I don't consider myself claustrophobic, but I feel like the second I have to get on my belly and like crawl through a space, that would freak me out. And I think, yes, exactly. And I don't like confined spaces either. I'm not claustrophobic. But, but it's just think, like when there's rock all around you and you're just like squeezed as tight as you can. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's a rational fear. I think it's rational. I think it's a human. It's like, yeah. I'm not afraid of heights, but if I'm... Like I was freaked out by like the Grand Canyon. We were like looking over. It's oh, like, yeah. it's just, that's just yeah. natural. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, anyways, uh, so again, sinkholes can form erosion surface, you know, surface water. So we got groundwater. Mm-hmm. Also can be surface water going to low line areas um, and kind of like eroding that over time. There's also... If you think of the groundwater changes and fluctuations, you might have a big heavy rain event. So the groundwater is going up mm. the water table, going down, mm-hmm. it's dissolving, dissolving. So it's like reaching where the erosion point is, and then it's going away for a little bit, coming back up with more rain and down. Mm-hmm. So there's that like, um, almost like a tide, right? Under the, the ground. Oh, where, yeah. You know, guess, yeah. That's about. a good way to put it. Yeah. And that can, you know, a little bit of dissolving goes away, dissolves a little more. Um, and that's why it can be, you know, centuries where this underground cavern can be carved out and finally reaches the surface, making a sinkhole. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so the root. Yep. You go. Sorry, real quick before you get too much further. 
Um, do you want to clarify a little bit how the water erodes that calcium carbonate? Like the carbonate bit? cycle? Not necessarily, because it's if I'm not mistaken, it's more because like rainwater is slightly acidic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yes, when you think of water, you know, H2O, that's that's not just all H water is. It can be mm -hmm. in different forms. So um, sometimes like rainwater is acidic. I think naturally it's acidic, right? Yeah, in because and of itself. At, as it's falling, it gets CO2 dissolved in the, into it, yeah. which forms carbonic acid, which is a very, very, very weak acid, but still yeah. an acid. So it, 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 when it hits the ground, it's this like acid solution. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be even more so with like sorts of pollution, right? Yes, That's where you get absolutely. this acid rain and you might see like some limestone buildings, for example. Limestone is that like yellowish, chalky, whitish stone. Um, and that can like, so you can see if some statues, right, can be dissolved because mm -hmm. of it. But that process can occur underground too. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not all the water that you drink is acid that can be neutralized. So mm -hmm. um, if you think of calcium carbonate rock, uh, that calcium is the carbonate the buffer? Oh my God. Or is it, it's, it's carbonate. You're right. Yeah. yeah so carbonate. The, carbonate, um, right, is. Uh, is uh it neutralizes that acid so if you have acid rain um you know ph of a seven is about what a normal like mm -hmm. water is so like the yeah once that acidic water from the rain hits that rock it like neutralizes itself and that process is going on but within that neutralizing it it's taking some of the rock for lack of a better word, and then bringing mm -hmm. it into that solution, and that's what dissolves, and that dissolving process is happening. Um, <laughs> so another interesting thing, so the Root River, that's, that's where we are, nice okay. little watershed. Everybody comes visit. Uh, this is happening in real time. Uh, it's going through these cave systems, and what's interesting is, so where we are on the river and where it starts, the county over, there's a portion of it, and there are other stream portions too that do this in my county where it, it flows and then it goes underground. It just, they call it disappearing streams where it's cause hmm. this, this sinkhole or like the, the connection between groundwater and surface water where I am, it's so thin that yeah, it just goes underwater or underground, boom, hmm. gone. And then pops out a couple miles away. So that's what's happening um, with a, you know, this is called mystery cave and that's what's happening there. And that's why our, systems outside the other parts of the midwest can't hold cold water species whereas we can because this connection to groundwater it's it's really cooling the water down oh and yeah. keeping it cold all year round huh. um so yeah it could be really cool interesting it can also lead to a lot of it's it's very prone for our groundwater to become polluted because of oh. this connection you don't have a soil mm -hmm. filtration system, for lack of a better word, yeah. occurring. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that really is a double-edged sword because I guess your groundwater like regeneration is really quick, you know? But... Really quick. Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. Yeah, so they, you know, our government knows that and there's there's protections in place for, like, concentrated like CAFOs animal units mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. you can't like 
storing large amounts of manure needs to be done really carefully where we are because if there was a, a leak occurring that just could go straight into the groundwater yeah um, yeah yeah so huh. we do have these sinkholes not to get this is a pretty touchy subject so i'm not going to go too far into it but i mm-hmm. mean if if you're not careful with agricultural practices like spreading manure or so on you know with these sinkholes that's a quick line to groundwater that can lead to some issues too so there's Mm. there's things put in place to protect that as well Mm -hmm. could make i mean some can argue that there could be more stuff put in place um and maybe that might happen in the future who knows um but yeah okay anyways (laughs) sinkholes so we talk about calcium carbonate but there's also salt beds gypsum Mm -hmm. that can be eroded by water over time leaded to sinkholes as well. So it's not just karst areas. Mm-hmm. Another huge place that gets um, sinkholes is Florida. Mm-hmm. Yep, they get sinkholes all the time. Um, so there are, and we kind of touched on this already, humid accelerated sinkholes, that's the phrase. Um, you know, collapse of sub, not sub, surface, you know, land or soil. Um, forming that depression into sinkholes. So if you think of like uh, timber removal is one of them where the water might be going to some places that it's it's not slowing oh, down like it should. Yeah. Um, or that the ground is becoming unstable without the root system. Mm-hmm. Um, sewer pipelines, storm drains going to certain places, there are depressions um, and drilling, what we'll talk about today, can all cause erosion. And this erosion process will quickly occur. Um, so there's many different ways that sinkholes can happen. And with that intro, we are going to talk about the most dramatic sinkhole disaster in the 20th century. <laughs> Just kidding. But um, it is a pretty interesting one. Mm-hmm. And this is the Lake Pinier giant sinkhole disaster of 1980. Matt, can you, please you have heard about it, right? Yes. Can you please spell uh, Pinier for me? Because I feel like every time I see it, I pronounce it differently. Yes, it's. Lake Pinier, P-E-I-G-N-E-U-R. Yep. So if anyone else knows how to pronounce that, please let us know. I Google it every time I need to pronounce it. Louisiana. It's in Louisiana. Yep. Yep, It's Mm -hmm. the the French Cajun influence right there. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. So let's start. Lake Pinier is a brackish lake about nine miles away from the gulf of mexico in louisiana it is it's a pretty big one 1125 acres in surface area a max depth of 200 feet oh it's a way bigger lake than i thought it was deepest lake in louisiana however it wasn't always the deepest lake man and it used to be a average depth of 10 feet Okay, yeah. Until okay. a bizarre disaster <laughs> occurred in 1980. I was about to say, I, was, I remember it being that deep. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty big one. Um, <laughs> so Lake Pinier was a recreational lake. It had freshwater fishing, a huge botanical garden on its shore, huh. uh, trails surrounding its circumference. Interestingly, a Texaco exploratory oil rig was set up on its the surface to drill for oil that mm-hmm. would <laughs> come into play and why they chose to be on this lake was this is in a 
kind of the Gulf of Mexico region where there are salt deposits. It's called, um, you know, you have, you're right by the ocean, right? And the ocean, you know, where it is, not necessarily where it's always going to be throughout time, salt deposits occur. And there's, there's points where like there's soil to salt and rock that they called a salt dome where like a, a portion or an area of salt is higher up than, you know, the other areas. It's a, a dome, dome mm -hmm. of salt, um, common along the Gulf of Mexico, Texas and Louisiana specifically. And it could be an indicator that oil is existing in that area. Mm. So that it's almost like a, an indicator of, you know, salt domes hmm. potentially spot for oil. Um, so there was this exploratory rig it was doing its thing uh drilling down on thursday november 20th 1980 the texaco 14 inch drill so interesting that the oil rig it's you know it's 14 14 mm -hmm. inches that's all um it got stuck 1230 feet deep in depth wow yeah 14 inches going, you know, 1,200 feet deep. Isn't that crazy? That, yeah, that's wild. So it got stuck, followed by large popping sounds that could be heard. And the following two-hour period, the workers on the oil rig noticed that the platform began to tilt precariously. Mm -mm. Uh, Think about that just like slowly mm -mm. over time. You're like, uh, mm -mm. Absolutely not. Uh, I'm gone. To the workers' credit, they immediately evacuated. Yeah. Uh, they knew not what was going on specifically, but they knew something was wrong. So great job. Uh, within this time period as well, this is wild. A whirlpool began to form on the surface of the lake. Um, it got so that the, the crew left. Okay, mm -hmm. after a couple hours. And good thing because the whirlpool got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. uh, the oil rig itself was swallowed up. Wow. Um, the, the rest of the, like, you know, again, it's a, what did I say, 1100 acre lake. Mm -hmm. and the whirlpool, that whirlpool got bigger. It started, you know, carving out the, the sediment. Uh, it started bringing with it boats barges and a second drilling platform as well under under its Jeez. surface cool. yeah that's insane yeah uh this a portion of jefferson island where this iconic botanical garden was was placed as well that got swallowed up too so it was scouring oh, the wow. sides yeah okay and within three hours the entire lake was disappeared gone what like it dried uh, up it was it was a bowl you know oh wow yeah i uh, didn't know that either so it was, went down uh connected the south side of the lake was a canal that reached all the way to the gulf of mexico uh water was flowing out you know to towards the gulf mm -hmm. uh this was happening the canal you know water was reduced in the lake and that reversed the flow of the canal and water was going into the lake forming a temporary 164 foot waterfall uh, wow. today is still the largest waterfall in the state of Louisiana. Wow. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so the question, what happened to cause this lake to empty within this short period of time? 
what I failed to mention, Matt, was under this lake, not only oil, but a salt mine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sorry, I'm um, trying to act surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody yeah. So I buried the lead. There was, so this salt dome is not just good for oil, it's good for salt. And the Diamond Crystal Salt Company owned a four-level salt mine. So level one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. that goes under it. Um, and they, they, were, they were mining salt. Uh, under the span, lake. Under the lake, Ooh, towards like one side. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, right? You're like salt mm-hmm. plus water, not good. Mm-hmm. Um, the four level mines span nearly 1,500 feet in depth. Mm-hmm. So it, the drill pierced at 1,230 feet deep. So it wasn't even as deep as the, the, the mine. Okay. Um, the salt mine was still active when the time of the disaster. Uh, oh. What occurred when the Texaco drill punctured, it was the second deepest level of the mine. Okay. What's bananas is salt mines, you know, the infrastructure built on salt. So, you know, mm-hmm. all your stabilization structures, they're salt pillars, you know? Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing just... Uh, Everyone take out. a like glass of water or mm-hmm. get a get an empty glass, put some salt in it, and then pour some water in there. See what happens. Um, not uh-uh. Not a good place to be if you mm-hmm. have an 1,100-acre surface area. So that's that's eleven hundred times ten. That's you know, however, acre feet. You know, you want to talk mm-hmm. about um, mm-hmm. all coming down. So upon puncturing, that the poppy noises of the Texaco drill was the drill puncturing into the third level of the salt mine. Okay, and the whirlpool occurred because it you know slowly the water's trickling in but it's dissolving the salt as it's going. Um, upon hearing this unusual banging on the third level, you know, about 13 feet below the surface, there was an electrician, Junius Garrison. Um, he went to go see what the heck was going on. So he must've been on the other side of the mine and he was greeted by a slow, muddy stream of water coming towards him. Uh, to his credit, you know, being a salt miner, he knows water like we just talked about is extremely <laughs> dangerous i love to see like signs it's just like no water down like yeah. don't bring it with you <laughs> but he raised the alarm and uh you know the diamond crystal salt mine company to their credit um they practice this you know obviously if you're under a lake like i'm sure they're like we're gonna have daily you know drills yeah <laughs> but uh-huh. um so 50 workers they're under this, you know, there's, so there's individuals under Junius too, that are, you know, 1500 feet down. So third floor got punctured. He had to get the people below him out too. So there was 50 workers in the mine at the time of this happening. They had to leave in an eight person elevator. So that's mm. gotta be, yeah, you didn't know that Matt, did you? Okay. Mm-mm. I didn't know this whole part. I, I thought the salt mine was abandoned. Nope. For like 50 years before nope. Texaco got there. Holy yep, so crap. Think about like you press like, oh, I don't know, Matt, you East Coast or some giant um, <laughs> skyscraper. And then you press the bell for like the, oh the extremely sound elevator. It's oh like ring. No. And then the water is just slowly coming up. Mm-hmm. And everybody just has to be like patiently mm-hmm. wait. 
everybody apparently remained calm, but just mm-hmm. like, hey, Bill, how's your day going? <laughs> As, no, like, feet are getting a little wet. <laughs> going towards you. <laughs> Ugh. Uh-uh. uh-uh. Absolutely not. Five staff. So everybody got out. Five were, re- were given awards for their heroic act That's to remove insane. it. You know, a huge disaster. So yeah, water coming in slowly, but it was a little more. A little more. You know, you got a whole lake draining. It's got to go somewhere. Um, so what was interesting too is like, the salt mine began to build pressure because all this water going in there. So at the surface of the mine, uh, 400 foot geysers would periodically go, you know, wow. as the pressure built up, equalized. Um, so the lake is, is whirlpooling down. It's scouring mm. out. And now it's a full, excuse me, a 200 foot deep cavern, you know? Jeez. And then it's, so you got water going down into this mine. Mm-hmm. You have the the lake draining, and now you're having brackish water from the the Gulf filling up over this 164 foot waterfall. Um, <laughs> slowly over time, the lake did fill fill back up again uh, with brackish water. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the pressure was equalized, the the barges so there's nine barges that popped back out to the surface when the whirlpool was done. <laughs> Just bloop, 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 bloop. Wow. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's it. But now there's the aftermath. The disaster subsided. Now came to determine who caused the mishap. Was it? Oh. I mean, we know who punctured the mine, yeah. but the investigation began. The Mine Safety Health Administration um, began in the aftermath to try to pinpoint the cause of disaster. They stopped short of pointing blame, though, because hmm. they were unable to determine who was at fault. It was either Texaco was drilling in the wrong spot, mm-hmm. okay, which is just bananas to me that they were going to be like, hey, we know you guys are down there. Um, we're going to be like a couple hundred feet over here, yeah, and we're just going to be bringing up oil. Because wouldn't oil, I'm not a, yeah, but like you're you're puncturing the the ground mm-hmm. and then like wouldn't the movement of oil slowly dissolve salt as well i don't know just by like i like don't friction no i mean i, I know. know or do they maybe make the the piping is encapsulated so then like it's just a steel pipe through the salt oh uh, it's it's probably that yeah, yeah. it's 100 percent that but also but if, it, it, if it's going through a lake there would still be around the pipe water you know f- around there dissolving yeah I, I mean that's that's why it's crude oil too at the end of the day you know they still have to refine it but still though i grant like we said i don't know enough about oil but or the drilling of it but i would feel if you already have a mine above an oil deposit and you take that oil out would that impact the integrity of the mine i don't that's that what just, i'm saying yeah yeah i don't know man but um so was the the drilling platform in the wrong spot. Yeah. Or they couldn't determine if the salt mine maps, what the, the mapping uh, was, was inaccurate. So it was between them. They're like, you know, I'm sure it was like you, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong. Yeah. Um, they really can't go back to look. I'm sure they could, but like, <laughs> you know, you have a huge cavern now. Yeah. That's insane. So in any case though, Texaco and the, drilling contractor the wilson brothers had to pay 3.2 million to excuse me 32 million 
to the well, salt that's mine. That's a lot more. Salt mine's donezo. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, and then twelve point eight million to the botanical garden that was lost. So this was uh-huh. a this was a huge garden. Apparently, like hmm. people really liked it. Um, obviously, the mine was never brought into operation. I think the botanical garden. I don't know. Actually, I didn't to I rebuild. It, it's still yeah. there. I think. Yeah, it looks like it's still there, but whether or not it is still, I mean, it it looks like it's functioning still. Yeah. So it's called Rip Van Winkle Gardens in Louisiana. Louisiana, you should go. You should be on location next time. (laughs) We got to try to do that more often. We talked about going to the Crazy Well in Texas and drinking some of the lithium water. Uh, but there you have it. So this was a sinkhole, right? Mm-hmm. In a weird way. Um, mm-hmm. One of the greatest sinkhole disasters of our time. 10 foot lake into a 200 plus foot deep lake. Uh, luckily, no deaths. It shows just how rapidly um, sinkholes can be formed. Yeah, that, the fact that there's no deaths is absurd. So yep. that isn't the fact, like I said, I didn't know. I thought the the salt mine was long abandoned. So the fact that there were 50 people in there and they all got out was yep. insane. Yeah. But I just imagine like fishing with my fishing pole, just, you know, just on the side of the lake. And then yeah. the whirlpool starts. There are geysers erupting. I, I'm thinking the world's ending at that point. Honestly. That'd be banana. Boats um, are being swallowed. A whole oil platform just bloop. Yeah. Like, uh-uh. what? Like, it's only 10 feet deep. <laughs> like, what the heck is happening? Uh, uh, absolutely insane. So that, that's awesome. the lake changed ecosystem, right? Uh, redfish, mm. catfishing are big there. Uh, mm. I couldn't find a whole lot of people or like reports of, you know, some great fishing occurring. So mm-hmm. yeah, a changed lake in a very short period of time, I guess. And in the the grand scheme of things so maybe maybe in the future will be a little inland salt destination but anyways mm. yeah yeah that's awesome nice job that's uh thanks yeah i had a feeling you'd pick up you'd find some details that i didn't know about but yeah the whole the fact that the salt mine was not abandoned is the biggest that's the craziest part to me because i thought it had been long abandoned but yeah, that's man. crazy so yeah nice job man all right um that is it i uh, right. um uh, if anybody wants to reach out, uh, they can always do so at fwperspectives at gmail.com. Uh, we look forward to hearing you. Tell your friends. Uh, you know, for all seven of you out there, we enjoy you. Thank you. Hi, Mom. Just kidding. I don't think my mom Aww. even listens to this. Hi, Deb. <laughs> Definitely doesn't. But okay. With Hi, that, Mom does. Hi, Mom. Love you. Love you, Mom. There we go. (laughs) All right. See you, Riley. And we're in. See you, Matt.